Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Mammals, board game, take one. Oh. I thought I was quite clever. Yeah, yeah. That's like a virtual intro to something epic, isn't it? It's like you're building the excitement. You're building the tempo. <laughs> I'm feeling excited. You're building the pace. <laughs> the tension is there. And then I say to you, Graham, let's play Jenga. <laughs> and your heart just falls. You see, if this is about board games and games and stuff we play, we're going to have a north-south divide. Do you think? Or perhaps... In my case, a Grimsby, the rest of the world, divide. <laughs> Jenga. Yeah, Jenga. Have you played Jenga? What's Jenga? Oh, it's very clever. Very, very simple game where you take <laughs> blocks and you have to build a tower and then one by one you remove the blocks and the person that ah. knocks the tower down loses and then you start from scratch again. Unless, it's... like in our house, the dog ate two of the blocks, so it makes it even more high risk when we play Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> and are these blocks all the same size? Yeah, they're all wooden blocks. It's really simple. It's going right back to Stone Age times. There's no... So it's like pick-up sticks, sort but more of. blocky. Yeah. Where the person didn't have the skill to shave the blocks down. So you said, I can't get these blocks into... St- I'll just leave it like it is. We'll build it's a fine. tower. We'll, we'll call build it... a tower. We'll, we'll call it Jenga. Jenga. We'll make millions. Yeah, what does Jenga mean? I don't even know. That's what that's what gets me, you see. In they Grimsby, just make these names up randomly. Pick up sticks. We knew. Really? Jenga I'm sounds really, like firewood. I've game. just got visions of you and your siblings sitting around a pile of sticks and your mum going, Come on guys, let's play pick up sticks. And there would have been one of you that gone, What are the rules for that? <laughs> yeah, but, well yeah, we would have done. What about when they used to have dominoes? They used to pile dominoes, didn't they? Yeah. Sort of like yeah. make a little V and a pile on top make a Well Jenga's exactly the same. They just don't have the additional cost of colouring them and, and drilling little holes in them. But and yeah, they you, you build a you I'm build already a tower. getting games, you see. Uh, playing cards where you used to build a tower yes. out of the playing cards. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got these clever 3D puzzles where you have to then make a globe or a skull or something like that. They've taken uh, it onto a whole other level. A 3D puzzle. Okay, let me get this out of the way. Isn't everything that's real 3D? <laughs> or are we talking about a different world that you occasionally enter? No, you've lost me. 3D puzzles. Are all puzzles 3D? No, because the flat ones must be 2D. You're discounting yeah, yeah. their thickness. Okay. Is a puzzle a game? Oh, now that's a puzzle. That is a puzzle. But because... this isn't a game, so the answer's no, I guess. <laughs> I'm confused already. It doesn't take a lot, does it? I just suddenly never thought that. Is a puzzle a game? Because what actually defines a game? Hmm. What's the definition of game? Because a puzzle is, is traditionally an individual activity, isn't it? Yeah. That's associated to people in nursing homes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that you're really, really old when your grandchildren buy you a specialist roll-out mat to put your puzzle on. <laughs> you know, you've seen <laughs> You're those? thinking crossword puzzles now, are you? No, I'm thinking like piece puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Oh. But yeah, crossword puzzles, that's another great example, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, it's like a pacifier for geriatrics. Yeah. Here you go, Grandma, have a crossword puzzle. That'll keep you going for at least half hour. Yeah, I think a lot of people love puzzles, but the word game 
is sometimes used as a bit of an insult because yeah. if I've been programming something on a computer and it's really difficult and somebody comes up oh, playing games again and you're like uh, it's not a negative no, yeah games. but it can be so my my daughter's obsessed with the ride at Thorpe Park Saw uh, she's never seen the film she's too young but she loves the phrase do you want to play a game oh. which actually can be very sinister especially when it's coming from a teenager you yeah. know that can be quite intimidating it's a threat it is it is a threat because I hate playing ball games <laughs> as soon as anyone says, oh, we've got the family round or younger children, we'll get Jenga out or Kaplunk or Boulder Dash or any of that, my heart just sinks. I don't mind hungry hippos. There's nothing wrong with a hungry hippo. No, unless you've lost the balls. Nobody, nobody wants to be responsible for losing the balls on a hungry hippo. I would imagine not. That's a zookeeper's nightmare. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but hungry hippos gives you palpitations. It makes you panic. Yeah. I get quite hit up by the whole experience. The other day, I suggested a game of conkers. Mm. It's that time of year when the horse chestnut is dropping the conkers onto the ground. Brought them home and my son looked at it in disgust and said... That is so old-fashioned. He said, that is so yesterday. I think now, he's being generous there. <laughs> really generous. He should have said, that is so 1934. <laughs> yes, yeah, so many Before decades ago. Before we had electricity. Well, he has a problem with shoelaces, so that's another problem. So cause... what, you thought large nuttage on the end of his shoelaces <laughs> might help him learn to tie them? No. You won't lose them now. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a problem losing his shoelaces. Well, I suppose he does. He loses his shoes, so he loses the whole lot. A smart conker. But it's health and safety. Not allowed to play conkers anymore unless you wear specialist eyewear. And probably thickened gloves. I mean, it's ridiculous. So you look like somebody in a radioactive suit. You can't yeah. sniff without someone telling you off. But I do, sniff, I, I do know why we don't play conkers anymore. It's because people like myself and my brother, when we used to play conkers in the garden, would often just get annoyed with each other and then just flick the conkers onto the other person's forehead <laughs> causing a large <laughs> bruise <laughs> yeah it was usually the knuckles and things where the conker oh, missed but that was that, really it, hurt it, that it was, was the game it was a test of, of mental and physical strength it had nothing to do with the conquer in the end it was about who could take the biggest beating from windfall ever that's where i was introduced to cheating my auntie said what you need to do is put the conquer in the oven apparently yeah. if you roasted it slightly ah. and i think there was vinegar involved if you put vinegar in it hardened it up no yeah end. but that was the normal thing to do play that in the playground well my age range we probably we were being told we weren't allowed to do it anymore okay but we'd often get fobbed off with board games and games you know kids go and play in the garden kids go and play in the other room that's a common phrase we all say it because parents have less time to spend with their kids you feel it needs to be quality time when you do spend time with them and often that involves a board game of sorts i notice in some of the toy shops they still sell bags of marbles. Mm. Where the kids play marbles? It's I, don't, I don't think that I would know how to properly play marbles, let alone my child would know how to play. But how do you play marbles? They still sell them though, don't they? I remember putting them in your mouth. That was about as far not, as it Not went. my mouth, your mouth. <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how you play marbles. Isn't I'm it like not... bowls for kids on a smaller <laughs> level? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you sort of vaguely. So actually me trying to eat them was possibly more adventurous and than they the do, original game. They have simplified some games, made it easier, because I noticed once upon a time you had those little plastic counters yeah. that you used to play tiddlywinks yes. with. When Scott was little... Uh, we would buy a game that had like little shaped frog that was easier to oh, cause yeah. the things yeah. to go. So they simplified the game of Tiddlywinks. You think it was already as pretty simple as simple, it can be, but apparently not. Yeah, did they call it Froglywinks? <laughs> 
I remember playing the game of life. Did you remember the game of life? Uh, remind me. So you had a spinner and you had like a little car and pegs. You were either pink or a blue peg, whatever it was. And you would go through the game of life. So you would roll to find out if you got married, roll to find out if you had a child and you'd have a girl or a boy. You'd done really well at your job, so you got a bonus. And then you would basically, it was whoever could get to death quickest and be the most successful that won. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's brilliant, the game of life. I used yeah. to love that. And is this a decades old game or is this current? No, I think it's probably a decades old game. Okay. I remember playing something like that. That was the sort of origami thing, the way you went wah, 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 sort of over, over your fingers oh. and thumbs. So you fold, yes, you folded it into fours, didn't you? Yeah, and somebody it was said a, a number. Teller. Yeah, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was a fortune, <laughs> fortune teller. The fact you didn't get that tells me you were no. destined for misfortune. <laughs> we, we, we all believed it. Mine came up, oh, 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 number four, blah, 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 number three, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. and you opened it up eventually and it said... Uh, you will get mammal, male ma- mammal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you would write the future in there, so we would always write stupid things. In Grimsby, you didn't have male pattern baldness. I just want to <laughs> correct you. No, you had that bloke with hair. <laughs> yeah, it was male. You will be friends with <laughs> male pattern that hair. Bloke with <laughs> yeah, hair. there were so few of them. But ours would always be very girly things, like one day you will get a boyfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> One day, Sharon in IT will finally talk to you. <laughs> Things like that. It was all really, really painful. But that's all, that's um, a Chinese tradition. Is it? I think, I believe that comes slightly from origami, but also is it... Which is, is Japanese, I believe. Is it? I think so. Yes, you are correct. But now I don't know where this has come from and I'm befuddled again. Okay. But I always thought it was like a Chinese thing where it was about the whole fortune telling and fortune cookies and this was a way of making your own. Yeah. But all the fortunes were rubbish anyway. They never came true. I never got a boyfriend and Sharon and IT never spoke to me again. (laughs) The thing is, if they were badly written or if they were overplayed, so over a few days it got so crumpled and creased and perhaps the ink smeared. You're like, what's going to happen to me? And you could just make up what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Say anything. But it was like the magic eight ball. The magic. I told you you we're going to have a problem between Grimsby and the rest of the world. What was this? You must have seen the magic eight ball. So it was an electronic. So once we'd got past making our own paper version of a fortune teller so we're talking recent no this is the 80s <laughs> yeah, this is recent or maybe might recent for you um it was the magic eight ball was invented in the states but it took off over here as well it was like a black eight ball from a pool table and you would shake it and it would tell you your fortune and again it would say mystic things like what? tomorrow you're not going to fall over when you say it would say do you mean it actually had an electronic voice it had a digital display Oh, gosh. And there's certain variances of fortunes that it would pop up. But it was great because you would say, does Chris, does Chris fancy me? And go, Not in your life. <laughs> I remember we had a, there was a magic robot thing. I think that was just magnetic. And that turned round and pointed at a set of cards in a circle around the magic robot's pointer. And it oh, said things like that. That sounds very high tech. No, I don't think it was. I think it, <laughs> I think it was. If you stop pressing the treadle. It... <laughs> That's not good, is it? And on the, side, on the side, your auntie was sewing. We wanted to know what our futures were when we were growing up. But my daughter still does the whole fortune teller with the paper. Drives me bashy sleeves around the house. Things that come back every now and then. Someone in the world has got a warehouse filled with yo-yos yes they every now and then come back are you saying they go around in circles oh. <laughs> <laughs> well they have their ups and downs 
Rubik's cubes. They yeah, keep going around. Yeah, but they they were clever, weren't they? And they were, were they? They what drove I mean is me nobody, up the wall. Nobody could do them. Oh, People, I've seen a bright young thing do it. But occasionally, you get one. That I fixed. I, I worked out how you do it. I worked out how you got it. I got a screwdriver and I popped all the squares off. Oh, yeah. And then I re-put them back together and then it never worked the same again. At that point, I was so infuriated, I didn't care anyway. Yeah, I think somebody brought out a little kit where you had the adhesive dissolver. So you took off all the old coloured labels and the, the replacement labels. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> so that you can that just bad. make your own Rubik's Cube. Do you remember the Rubik's snake? Uh, no. Yeah, there was a Rubik's snake too. Basically, it was like a sensory toy. Okay. Yeah, it was quite quite confusing as well but we had many of those again when you when you made it go in a straight line much like conkers you could then hit your sibling with it quite effectively <laughs> <laughs> ouch what about the cat's cradles just a bit of string you could get a bit of string with a knot and do a cat's cradle but nowadays you just have to buy a ready-made cat's cradle which is sort of seamless you might have to explain to our listeners what a cat's cradle is because it might have been more popular up north versus down well, south well it's a piece of string that was out recently but when is it your recent your or my recent well, in the last two or three years was it on the back of a dinosaur no, no. <laughs> were tyrannosaurus rexes playing with it's just cat's a cradle. string in a loop that you put your fingers through make various shapes and kids will pass it from one hand to another one kid will take it off you and do the next move mm. and you'll let release fingers and they'll, go vroom, and they'll say oh look it's a house and there'll be a vague shape of a house in the pattern that comes in and out of fashion over the years i think it's um been out for a while <laughs> fashion <laughs> no, it's in the it's playgrounds gone. you were gone. you obviously go to the wrong playgrounds we were too busy playing hide and seek hide and seek was fun well yeah why don't we play hide and seek <clears throat> as adults uh it's a pretty small room <laughs> and we are recording yeah but you know hide and seek was fun yeah as a kid it was really really good fun and actually that is one game i don't mind playing with nieces and nephews even now because it still is quite it's fun, great yeah. especially when you're a bit clever against a child so i can i can make <laughs> myself go quite flat behind a doorway which is brilliant. There's nothing funnier than watching a 10-year-old have a heart attack. It's yeah. hysterical because <laughs> you've crept out from behind a door and they haven't seen you. Yeah. The thing is that when you're hiding behind curtains and you have to make yes. sure your feet don't feet poke don't. out. I can get under the bed. I can lay flat in a bath so that they don't see me. I remember when my son was just slightly too tall for what he had been using. And we were on holiday somewhere where they had a linen basket, a tall snake basket. He used to hide in those. And now it's slightly too tall. So I went into the room and saw the snake basket and the lid was about an inch above where it normally <laughs> would settle i left him in there pretending i couldn't work out where he was i put my daughter in a suitcase <laughs> should you be saying this <laughs> no we, we opened it up and i said i bet you could get in there she's that all right then. <laughs> we did got photographic proof i put my wife in a giant box full of polystyrene as well okay that's what i do for christmas don't, don't come any closer <laughs> There's a new version of that game, isn't there, or relative new, called Manhunt, where you, the kids go off and hide, but the idea there is you don't just have to tag them, they have to get back to a particular point. You might find the child, but if they can run to the... We, we play it sometimes in the woods. If the child can get to the tree and touch the tree, they've won, even though you've spotted them. It's Manhunt. Uh, so it brings a bit of extra zip excitement. to the end of the game. So it's still current. Yeah. A lot of kids still say, yeah. can we play those? So I that's one game stuff. that's... Why don't we play stuff like that as an adult? I mean, I know that the escape rooms and things are really popular now and getting away from zombies and not being yeah. eaten and things. 
But we don't play hide and seek as adults, do we? Have That's you done an escape big. room? No, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. But I know several people who have. It sounds really good fun. I don't know. To me, it just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I think I would, if it was too hard, I'd be like, That's, I can't believe I've paid money to be shut in a room. I just think I have no proof that I am not in my fourth life post being the original Anne Frank. And I just think being shut in a room deliberately is yeah. going to give me PTSD. Because I've not done one, I, I don't know. I think I would find it frustrating. And if people in your team weren't pulling their weight or someone was adamant that they had a great idea and that this was how, how the problem was going to be solved and you knew they were wrong. I think it's just an opportunity to fall out with people, isn't it? Yeah. I think adults don't want games which show them up. So hide Ooh. and seek shows them up because they're not very good at hiding or they're too big or too little. So you rule those out. The manhunt version of it, oh, get rid of that because it's too fast. Or so-and-so's dad's playing. Well, he's always fast. He's going to win. So you think, oh, we don't want to play that. We don't want to show anyone up. So you end up playing games like drinking games, I guess. Or I'm, I'm very happy with a drinking game. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. That won't bring back any of my PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still living it. <laughs> like beer pong. Uh, My Welsh cousins play a lot of beer pong. Beer pong. Yeah, yeah. better explain beer pong. So I think, well, I haven't played it, I'll be honest, but I think pretty much any of their drinking games just involves mal-coordination and an increasing amount of alcohol consumption. Okay. So I don't really think there's any genuine rules. You're supposed to throw a ping pong ball into a cup or into a series of cups, and if you don't get the ping pong ball in, you have to drink. And of course, the more you drink, the more likely you are to miss where the ping pong ball has got to go. Okay, the reason I haven't played that is because I'm not really around people who have got ping pong balls in their household. No? No. Whatever happened to ping pong balls? A few people still play ping pong. Yeah. But I don't think it's as popular as it once no, was. No, I don't think so. We had so. a table top ping pong game where you could do it on your dining room table. Mm, there was a tiny classy. little net. Yeah, <laughs> and think, never, no interest from anyone. <laughs> Occasionally you'd say, should I get the tabletop ping pong game out? No, no. nobody. Because it's a pain, we have to put it back yeah. again. Ping pong tables are things that you buy that sit and rot in your garden. Yeah. That you very rarely get out, like a trampoline. Or a decorating table. We haven't got a lot of wallpaper in our house, so we don't have a need for that. But I did hold on to that table for years. But it is one of those things you sort of buy and you very rarely use, but you're never sure if you're going to need it or not. Did you ever play, um, is it Kaplunk, the one with the donkey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buckaroo. It was buckaroo. Okay. So you had a donkey. This is <laughs> this is still a game. It's not a hobby. Okay. And you had to put all these different items on carefully, and then at any time the donkey could rear and knock everything up. All right. And the winner of that that was quite stressful. Yeah. You never knew if you were going to be the person that would make it go buckaroo. And it would always look really exciting in the adverts. But one of the big games, Lego. <gasps> Is that a game or is it a so. puzzle? I think it originally it was a game in that you made up whatever you could. So it was a mm. game and you'd play with it. Mm -hmm. And it, what you made had to be a bit of imagination because it didn't really look much like what you imagined. But then they brought out the kits specifically made so that it did look like a car. The wheels would go round and then it started to be more of a model making thing. Would you do Lego now? The only time I've done Lego is for my son. Right, you wouldn't do it now. Because it's now a huge thing with adults doing Lego. Yeah. Because it's been proven that it can reduce your stress levels and make you more relaxed. So my house, I don't do Lego as an adult. It's not my thing. But my daughter and my other half are big Lego fans. We have an entire Disney castle in our house. Really? Yeah. And I love being supportive, 
but I'm running out of room, Graham, to not store the Im- Lego. Not as impressive as if you'd said, we have an entire Disney castle inside of which is our house. No, but I can see us going that way. Yeah. She's building the Taj Mahal as we speak. <laughs> Seriously. This is in Lego, the Taj Mahal in Lego. We've also got a 50s diner still to be constructed. How big are these? Uh, These are not small. This is the thing. They look amazing. Don't get me wrong. But you need a whole other separate house if you're going to be a Lego collector. Because these pieces are huge. Where do you put it all? I don't know. Where do you store it all? We've just gone past Playmobil. Have you? And so all the Playmobil we've now got stored in the loft about a year or two after it was finished playing with i thought mm. right i'll sort it all out so all the right bits are in the right boxes and we know we've got complete sets all of it there it was and then he had a friend round and they did one of those little retro things where they thought oh it'd be nice to play with the playmobil can we get the playmobil out they got loads of it out and mixed it all up and i'm there like nah, oh, yeah. <laughs> your oh, ocd was yeah. going <laughs> my wife my wife's saying they're just having fun and you're no, like, they're oh. not they're making me cry <laughs> <laughs> and so it's back there now and I don't know whether it's complete or not. Who cares? Who cares? I've lost, cares? lost it. <laughs> Soon yeah. to be in the middle of a compost pile somewhere. What's your favourite game ever been apart from hide and seek? I don't like board games. I mean Monopoly's a classic. So your favourite game is I don't like board my games. My favourite bit but I don't like board games. I just find they cause too much friction and I'm slightly competitive so I definitely oh. want to win. So if I'm playing with children I really want to just take them down. But I know that in my heart of hearts I'm not allowed to so I have to sit there and smile and kind of go so I actually my favourite game to play would be on a Playstation on my own Uh, with a beer in my hand or a glass of wine but if I had to sit down and play a board game my preferred option would be something like Monopoly okay what about Ludo we successfully (laughs) played Ludo with this has to be a PG so I don't want any rude games here (laughs) nothing rude what is Ludo Ludo it's one of the classic games Disney have got their version of it out you've about five counters in each corner of the board and the idea is to get your counters round the board and into the centre of the board Is it game. like Cluedo? No. Because no. I liked Cluedo. No, Ludo's a really old game, but it's still current. As I say, Disney did their version. Oh. It's still solved. Ludo. Oh, I'll have to look at that one. Mm. But I did like Cluedo. Because Cluedo was good. I did love finding out, guns. you know, Colonel Mustard had browbeaten some poor woman in the library with a candlestick. Yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> Not browbeaten, I think, just beaten, actually. <laughs> and, uh, no, because now we have the politically correct version, so no actual violence can take place. OK. <laughs> she would have been browbeaten <laughs> or she would have been bullied. <laughs> <laughs> Although with the way the language in Parliament's going, apparently we might be going back to uh, candlestick whacking the one there. Candlestick whacking. <laughs> candlestick whacking. Yeah. yeah. See, that would be a great game. What candlestick whacking? Candlestick whacking. We're going back to conkers, aren't we? <laughs> have a candlestick on a long piece of rope. But you have made me think. I think I'm going to try and get a copy of Cluedo because that was a brilliant game. It was a good game. Yes, yeah. it was fun, and you always felt kind of naughty knowing you were the murderer. And where do we stand on games that have got violence in them? Because Cluedo's violent. Let's well, be honest. Yeah, Someone's been strangled with a bit of rope. Yeah, but, but I like the fact, I think they took the edge off the violence by the description of the rooms. Uh, they were in the library, yeah. the orangerie. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't yeah. like uh, Britney's been stabbed. <laughs> in the alley. In the alley, yeah, yeah. exactly. Behind the it, was dustbin. Like, it was always a posh version, wasn't it? Yeah. Colonel Mustard in the uh, in the second sitting room, in the formal <laughs> sitting room. 
with a newly buff limited edition candlestick. You know. But what about murder mystery weekends? Oh, I'd love to do one of those. But I think I would struggle not to laugh all the time. I think even if I was one of the people that got killed, I think I would laugh. I would love to do one, though. You can book hotels uh, for an overnight stay and Yeah, no, that's what a hotel is, actually. You, you, you book it for an overnight <laughs> stay. Yeah, that's, that's the concept <laughs> of a hotel. I just use the Wi-Fi. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I'd love to do a murder mystery. What would you be like if you went to a murder mystery? Would you want to be involved? Do you want to be one of the people that get killed or do you want to be an investigator? Oh, I don't want to be one that killed. When Jill and I were doing scuba diving course, we helped out with other people who were still learning to scuba dive. And mm. part of the scuba diving thing is to do a rescue. Mm. So I had to pretend to be dead <laughs> on the floor of the sea. And as I'm down there, I'm keeping one eye on my watch thinking, if they're not very good, I'm not going to stay down here for more than half an hour. Because if they can't find me, I mean, what sort of idiot would just stay there and just I'll give laying, them another five minutes. Laying still. <coughs> and you'd sort of watch, yeah, you'd watch a fish just come up to your mask looking, thinking, what the hell is this human doing? He's just been lying here for ages. They don't do that. He's, perhaps he's dead. Well, I could start nibbling his ear. <laughs> no, I don't want to pretend to be a corpse. I don't think... I want to be a participant. Do you? I want to have a a false 1930s moustache. That's got nothing to do with the murder mystery. That's you wanting to dress up in character. Yeah. You want to be a Poirot in this instance. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Poirot sounds a bit fish-like. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back awesome. to what I don't want to be. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.